Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. Zechariah is full of mysterious visions revealing Christ. Listen to the first four verses from Zechariah chapter 4. Then the angel who spoke with me returned and roused me as a man is roused from his sleep. And he said to me, What do you see? And I said, I see that there is a lampstand, all of gold, with its bowl on top of it, and its seven lamps upon it, with seven pipes for each of the lamps on top of it. And there are two olive trees beside it, one to the right of the bowl and one to the left. And I answered and spoke to the angel who spoke with me, saying, What are these, sir? This is Matt Miller, and Bill Lawson is with me. Bill, we really need to be roused from our sleep for this program, don't we? We really do, Matt. Zechariah is a very mysterious book with a lot of visions, and we need a lot of spiritual sight and light to understand these visions, even as far as how they can be applied to our daily Christian life. So, you know, most of us are easily sleeping spiritually, you might say. Uh, So we need to be roused out of our sleep to really be sober, to realize what the Lord wants to show us from this book of Zechariah. So if you're driving down the road and you're wide awake, which we hope you are as you're driving, we hope that this word applies to you. We hope you're not spiritually sleeping, but like like, like Zachariah, he said, I was roused from my sleep. So that's the start of our program. Okay, Bill, in our last program, Chris Wilde and Bob Danker covered the wonderful scene in Zechariah chapter 3 with Joshua. Could you review that vision? Before we get into today's vision from chapter 4 with the two olive trees supplying the lamps with oil. Okay, Matt, in chapter 3, we saw that you have Joshua there representing the high priest or the priesthood of the nation of Israel. God's desire was that the nation of Israel, corporately even, would be a nation of priests to minister to the Lord, to bring others into the presence of the Lord, and that the whole nation of Israel would be a corporate priesthood to bring others into the Lord's presence, uh, to cause the nations to understand what kind of God the Jews were, and so on. And uh, in order to do that, the Lord really had to strengthen Joshua for his priesthood. He had to strengthen him. He had to uh, perfect him. He had to uh, work on him a little bit to prepare him to be the proper priest to bear proper testimony. So, you know, if you look in Zechariah chapter 3, you have the Lord dealing with Joshua's uh, clothes, right? He had some filthy garments on. The Lord has to deal with our filthy garments, which is our behavior, our conduct. So many times before the Lord is not pure, it's contaminated by the world, even by the religious world. And then Jehovah also had to uh, put a new turban on him to give him new clothes. So we have a situation there where the Lord is really dealing Uh, thoroughly with Joshua to make him the proper priest uh, representing the nation of Israel. I like also the way how chapter 3 started, Bill. I'll just read that real quick as that scene 
was there. He showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of Jehovah and Satan standing at his right hand to be his adversary. And Jehovah said to Satan, Jehovah rebuke you, Satan. Indeed, Jehovah who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? So it's really a good picture there. Satan getting rebuked. Joshua has dirty clothes. Even though Joshua's dirty, he still Satan is the one getting rebuked, not Joshua. Joshua just gets clean garments, and it's all through the death of the Lord, right? I mean, through the Lord's death, his precious blood cleanses us, doesn't it? Right, because, Matt, as you say, you have the redemption there, typified by the stone, which is Christ, who is engraved by Jehovah, showing, of course, that Christ is our Redeemer there, cut on the cross for us, uh, that we might believe in him and have our sins uh, removed. And I might add quickly that eventually uh, Joshua received stately robes. His contaminated clothes were removed, and the Lord Jehovah put on him stately robes, showing that we are clothed with Christ in his redemption and salvation. Well, Bill, we've got a great program. Let's go on to Witness Lee. He's going to give a quick review of his own as we get into this life study, and then we'll get into the details a little later. We'll come back for more fellowship. For now, though, let's go to Witness Lee for today's life study. In chapter 4, you have the lampstand. Beside the lampstand, two olive trees, one to the right of the bowl and one to the left. Who are the olive trees? It was, number one, Joshua. Number two, Jeroboam. The nation of Israel is a lampstand, signifying God's testimony. But God's testimony needs a shining, and the shining needs the burning, and the burning is the supply of olive oil. And to have the olive oil, you need to have the olive trees to produce oil. And who are the trees? Just Joshua and Zerubbabel. And they are called the sins of oil. Today, in the church life, who and what are the sins of oil? The priesthood and the kingship. You must have somebody that can exercise the priesthood to bring people into God's presence to be enlightened, exposed, dealt with by God, and to receive God's infusion, dispensing. And also to teach people how to worship, how to serve. Then we also need the kingship in the church life. Some experienced ones, some elderly ones, they must have the kingship, the authority to keep a good order. And this is the kingship. The church should not be an anarchy. It should be a body governed, regulated in a good order. So today, for the church life, as God's people, with God's administration, we must have the priesthood and the kingship. Bill, we're looking at an Old Testament picture here of Joshua representing the priesthood and Zerubbabel representing the kingship. But most importantly, Witness Lee has applied this to the New Testament function of every believer in Christ as priests and kings. Let's develop this matter a little bit and let it soak in 
before we go on with the vision of the lampstands in Zechariah chapter 4 and get into those details. Okay, Matt. Of course, we saw that in Zechariah 3, you have Joshua representing the priesthood, those who should minister to the Lord, bring others into the Lord's presence, and should bring people the Word of God and educate them in all the things of God. This is the job of a priest in the Old Testament. In Zechariah 4, when we go into this chapter, you have the kingship there unveiled with Zerubbabel, with the administration, with the authority, and so on. And we know these are types. The Old Testament is always a type of the New Testament. So being a type of the New Testament reality, we have to realize that every believer, when they are redeemed and regenerated, becomes a priest. That means we enter into the presence of God. We are able then to lead others into the presence of God. We are able to minister Christ to others, teach people concerning the Lord. And the same thing, we exercise our kingship as far as our ruling. We can rule over ourselves. We can rule over our natural man. We can rule over every one of these items that is a real problem to us in our Christian life. So here in Zechariah 3, you have the priesthood. In Zechariah 4, you have the kingship, showing that like Peter talks about in 1 Peter chapter 2, you are a royal priesthood. So there you have both the king side and then you have the priesthood side. So we need to be those that take the lead to enter into the Lord's presence, to minister to him, and then also to supply others with the riches of Christ that we enjoy in our priesthood. Bill, I think that's an important word and segue into today's program because it's important to see that this is not just a story in the Old Testament, but it's something that applies to us New Testament believers and our function as believers in Christ. So let's go on to Witness Lee, and I'd like to read the verse here before we go to it. This is chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. And the angel who spoke with me answered and said to me, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, sir. And he answered and spoke to me, saying, This is the word of Jehovah to Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says Jehovah of hosts. A famous, popular verse, Bill, but most people don't understand it in its proper context. Let's go to Witness Lee for Zechariah chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. Verse 4, And I answered... And spoke to the angel, who spoke with me, saying, What are these, sir? Not only we don't understand, even Zechariah, the prophet, by then, he didn't understand it. Verse 5, And the angel who spoke to me answered and said to me, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, sir, I don't know. And he answered and spoke to me, saying, This is the word of Jehovah to the rebel, particularly. This is not the word to Joshua. The word to Joshua was in chapter 3. Now in chapter 4, this word is to the rebel, to the king, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says Jehovah of hosts. Let me say this. Have you seen Christ's death in chapter 3? You have to say yes. What's that? That's Christ's redemption. Christ's redemption is fully covered in chapter 3. 
according to New Testament, the crucial thing or the crucial matter that follows Christ's death for the redemption of God is the Spirit. So today, we should not only minister Christ to people. Finally, we have to supply people with the Spirit. Amen. We minister Christ to people, then we supply people with the Spirit. So, we have to supply people, not just to teach, not just to talk. We have to supply people with the Spirit. And I do believe while we are ministering Christ to others through the messages, meantime, the Spirit will go to infuse people. Right? So you got excited. You got crazy. Not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, says Jehovah of hosts. So don't forget, in chapter 3, you have Christ's death for the redemption. Now in chapter 4, you have the Spirit for the power to bring forth God's economy. Bill, we've got to stop here and let this digest a little bit. I, what a wonderful view of Zechariah chapter 3 and 4. In chapter 3, there's the death of Christ. And in chapter 4, there's the supply of the Spirit. Okay? In Zechariah chapter 4, 6, this famous verse, popular verse, but not many have seen it in this context. Could you review the Lord's death in chapter 3 that Witness Lee said we ministered about and then how it leads to the Spirit being supplied in chapter 4? Very good, Matt. In chapter 3, we have to see the redemption of Christ here, because here you have Jehovah, and he is engraving on the stone. And we know here the stone is Christ, and to engrave anything is to cut, is to make an incision into that. So God cut Christ on the cross in redemption, and through that incising or uh, engraving that God did to Christ on the cross, uh, we know the blood came out of his side and the water came out of his side in John chapter 19. Then we see in John chapter 20, if we look at the New Testament reality, on the first day of the week, the Lord resurrected from the dead, and that evening he breathed himself as the spirit of life into those believers. So there in John 19, you have redemption. In John 20, you have the spirit uh, being breathed into them. And here in Zechariah chapter 3, you have the engraving of the stone, Christ, uh, as our Redeemer, crucified there. And then in chapter 4, right away, this crucified one becomes the life-giving spirit that we supply others. It is a marvelous picture here in these two chapters. Bill, I'm going to read the verse in chapter 3 that you referred to about the stone. It's chapter 3, verse 9. It says, For here is the stone that I have set before Joshua. Upon one stone are seven eyes. I will engrave its engraving, declares Jehovah of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. So that's obviously the death of Christ, removing the iniquity of land in one day, the day that Christ died. And for that, we have to say, praise the Lord. 
Really so, Matt. Praise the Lord. I was thinking, too, Matt, you know, in John chapter 1, there John the Baptist recognized the Lord as the Lamb of God who took away the sin of the world. And in a sense, that is probably the fulfillment of Zechariah 3.9, where the iniquity of the land was taken away in one day. The Lord, in his redemption, he cleared up sin from the universe in just that one work of redemption. Then in verse 32 of John chapter 1, it says, John beheld the Spirit as a dove upon the lamb. So there, and even in John chapter 1, you have the lamb in verse 29. You have the spirit in verse 32, showing that the spirit is upon the lamb, showing that the Redeemer became the life-giving spirit to supply us with all that he is. There's a lot here, Bill, and we could linger on it for a long time. Let's go on, though, and get into the, the rest of this vision. Let me read the verses of chapter 4, verses 11 through 14. Then I answered and said to him, What are these two olive trees on the right of the lampstand and on its left? And I answered a second time and said to him, What are the two olive branches that are by the side of the two golden spouts, which empty the gold from themselves? And he spoke to me, saying, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, sir. And he said, These are the two sons of oil who stand by the Lord of the whole earth. Let's go to Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study. In these two chapters, Zerubbabel is signified firstly by a shoot, S-H-O-O-T. Then secondly, he was signified by a tree, olive tree. Then thirdly, he was signified by a branch. Zerubbabel is three parts of a tree. The tree itself, the shoot, and the branch. He himself is not the source. He is a tree which is a branch of another tree. And the other tree is the source. And he is also a shoot of the other tree. Then who is the other tree? That's Christ. Christ is source. Christ is the unique olive tree. All the others, including us, are his branches, are his shooting out. And all the shoots are his branching out. And today, too many olive trees on this earth. You all are Christians. As Christians, are you not an olive tree? Yet, strictly speaking, we are not separate trees. We are just branches of that one unique tree. And these branches are just his shooting out. To do what job? Just to produce oil, to produce the spirit. The truth is here, but if you go to East Europe, you just pass on the truth. As you pass on lesson books in the schools, you will be a failure. Following the presentation of the truth, you must be an olive tree to produce the oil that the spirit with which you supply all your audience. Then your audience will be quickened, will be enlivened. They will receive the oil that will make them olive trees also. So they will be the olive trees to produce oil with which they could supply their countrymen. 
Hallelujah. We are here, the olive trees, to produce oil for us to supply people with the sevenfold spirit. Wow, Bill, I really like how Witness Lee brought this all together and applied it in such a practical way. You know, he spoke this on July 3rd, 1991, to a group of young people who were preparing to go to Eastern Europe to preach the gospel. And he told them, don't go there to just teach the truth, but go there to minister like an olive tree, to supply people with the Spirit. In other words, it's not enough to be in Zechariah 3 talking about Christ in his death. You have to go there as an olive tree to supply people with the Spirit. I think it's the Lord's sovereignty and special arrangement, Bill, that you're here for this program because you were there as a young person in 1991. And why don't you share your experience? Because right after that, you moved to Russia. Right. This is really applicable to that situation. Of course, we're going back, Matt, 13 years ago, back in 1991, when the former Soviet Union was breaking up, when it was like shocking the world that this could happen. But at this particular time, uh, a number of us, a few of us, really felt charged by the Lord to go there into Moscow and up north in St. Petersburg. And we just sensed we did not go there with our own might or our own power, but it was by the Spirit, as uh, Zechariah 4, 6 shows us. You have here Joshua, the high priest. You have here Zerubbabel representing the kingship. And here, as we talked about, uh, you have the redemption of Christ in chapter 3. And like you say, we may be a genuine redeemed believer, right? We're saved, we're redeemed, our sins have been washed away. But then if we just stop there and don't go into Zechariah 4 to know how to minister the very Christ that saved us in chapter 3 and how to supply others with the Spirit that we enjoy in chapter 4, then we can just merely pass on doctrine and knowledge to people and not supply people with the Spirit here. So at that time, 13 years ago, we went to Moscow, and we went there, and the hunger of the people was just amazing. And we just shared a number of conferences there, and we, in our gospel preaching and and so on, we were able to bring about 5,000 Russians to Christ and baptize 2,000 of them in one five-week conference. And I can just testify that was a remarkable experience in my lifetime, unprecedented, that we were able to minister and supply the very Christ and the Spirit that we had partaken of into those Russians, we became the olive trees, and we became the sons of oil. And that as we were ministering Christ into those Russians, bringing them to the Lord, then ministering the truth into them, we made them olive trees, Matt. is amazing. And then they, in turn, were fellowshipping and sharing the Christ that they enjoyed. They, in turn, supplied that Christ and the Spirit to others. So, in turn, you have now thousands of olive trees over there in Russia who are doing the same thing. And their ministering of the Spirit and supplying the Spirit is what is raising up a Lord's testimony there, a lampstand, because we know the lampstand there is not just uh, refers to Christ, not just talks about the supply of the Spirit. The lampstand in Revelation chapter 1 is a corporate church as God's testimony. So when we minister Christ, when we supply the Spirit to others, we uh, regenerate them, we cause them to gain a lot of Christ, and then they meet together and they come together and they're built up together. 
together as a corporate testimony, a lampstand shining in this universe, bearing the testimony of the triune God. What a wonderful story, Bill. And I hope that not just in Russia there could be these kind of olive trees, but how about across the United States, across London, across Australia, New Zealand, across the whole earth, may the Lord raise up many more olive trees supplying people that they contact with the Spirit. This is really the Lord's heart, man. Well, Bill, we've run out of time. Thanks for coming in for this uh, special program today. Very good. And thank you for joining us. Uh, We hope you've really enjoyed the picture, the vision of the olive trees supplying the oil, referred to even as the gold. There's a lot more to the picture than we could cover. We hope you'd avail yourself to the printed life studies, which you can get from us. Uh, Call us at 1-888-543-3788. On behalf of Bill Lawson, this is Matt Miller. Thank you very much for listening today. Millions of Christians have been strengthened in their faith through the ministry of Watchman Nee. In a recent release by Living Stream Ministry entitled The Overcoming Life, Watchman Nee sounds a call to the believers to pursue the normal Christian life that is hidden with God in Christ. The Overcoming Life is filled with truth, reverberates with hope, and brings the reader to renewed consecration. The Overcoming Life by Watchman Nee from Living Stream Ministry is available at Christian bookstores everywhere. Or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788.